I'm going to try to do this standing up today. Amen. We are honoring our fathers on today. Amen. But I am telling you, I am so excited about these ladies grabbing this microphone. It's like awesome, awesome, awesome. Happy Father's Day to the um, you guys that are here in the sanctuary. And then happy Father Days to everyone, the males that are on, on Facebook Live. Amen. Amen. Praise team always set the set the, the order, the atmosphere. Amen. Amen. So uh, this morning, um, I'm gonna go to Deuteronomy chapter six. Amen. Well, Lord. If that ain't, Devin came in and Isaiah. Well, well, Lord. And now I see Reverend Junior Bug. Boy, let me see that suit. Come here. Just step right there. Yes. Yeah, that's Bird Junior right there. Yeah. 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 Play with it. So Deuteronomy chapter 6 this morning. Amen. I can't think of, of something more fitting uh, for today. Amen. Because we understand that we do honor our Father, which is our Father which is in heaven within us, right? And so, and we do honor our natural fathers as well, although this is, is a day set aside, but it should be a consistent thing where we honor one another. That's how we keep building each other up when you uh, let people know how important they are to, to you. Amen. So Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 is what I cover today. But I encourage you just to go back and um, 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 study this text on, on your own because what was happening in the text was uh, Moses was, was getting ready to move off the scene. The deliverer, he, the, he, he had fulfilled his purpose with the children of Israel. His purpose was to draw them out. That's what his name means, to pull up out of the water, to draw them out, to draw them out from where? From slavery. Go, 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 uh, uh, go to Pharaoh, tell him what I said, sign God. And so he's getting ready to, to uh, uh, die off so that, that it's a, a, a transition is taking place so that Joshua um, can take them on to the promised land. His purpose was to go get them from slavery, from Pharaoh, from Egypt, draw them out into the wilderness. And, and then now uh, uh, Joshua, uh, a type and shadow of Christ, is going to take them over to Jordan, which means baptism, going to go through the process, the cleansing process, that meaning, meaning it's some things in your mind cannot go, Mean, meaning that we're going to cleanse right here at the Jordan so that uh, 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 when you get to the promised land, you can maintain. See, see, I'm going to tell you something, and I notice a pattern even in this ministry that we have a pattern of, of full steam ahead, but then, then with some of us comes inconsistencies, and you need to start paying attention to those inconsistencies in your life because inconsistencies don't allow you. You will get there, but you can't stay. So Moses says in this text right here, let me remind 
remind y'all, let me remind y'all because you're getting ready. It was never my, never intended for me to go. I let you as far as I could. But now you got to transition. See, and this is the problem right here because people don't like change. And they'll use the excuse that God, God don't change. He don't, but God is not. His word is forever evolving. So you have not, if the, if as big as God is the all-knowing God, you mean to tell me in your little bit of time that you've been here in this earth realm that all he has to say is what you know? So he's saying, I'm going to remind you. What, Crunch? I'm going to remind you. That that uh 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 you uh, we I'm finna finna move off the scene and Joshua coming, but don't forget something. So the text says, verse one says, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgment which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it. See, see, get to from 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 um, Egypt to where they were were one language. Okay, now crossing the Jordan and going into to the promised land, another another language. And, and so, so verse 2 says that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments. This ain't, we ain't trying to scare nobody. That, that don't mean that. Which I command thee, thou command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life that thy uh, days may be prolonged meaning not saying your days gonna be cut off or whatever but if, if you keep a certain state of mind you you gonna stay that prolonged Verse 3, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers had promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 4, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And verse 5, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, hear the instructions, with all thy soul and with all thy might. I don't, I don't care how you, your dress code, you, your outside, I'm not concerned about. But what, what God says, here's the commandment that you, gotta, you, got, you need to follow. There's one Lord. There's one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, that one, with your heart, with your soul, and might. Verse 6, and these the words which I command thee in this day shall be in thine heart. Not only in your heart, verse 7, and thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest down, when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, you shall teach them. And 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 in any conversation, if we at the house, we in the bed, we go rerunning errors, we gotta have a consistent conversation about what it is that God requires from you so that you can pass it down to your sons and your son can pass it down to their son and their son can pass it down to their son. See, that, if that, that passing down, it's happening anyway. But what are you passing down? Deep back, deep back. 
So, so our topic of conversation, I stay with the topic of lasting legacy, a lasting legacy. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and we honor you on this morning. We lift you up higher and higher. Show yourself strong among your people, God. Thank you, God, that ears will be, that we'll be able to hear, eyes will be open where we're able to see the mind perceive you within us. Don't allow this moment to go by and that we don't just live for the day. We don't just live for the occasion but this is our life that we're talking about and this is our life that you're requiring we bless you and we honor you in Christ's name amen, amen. so a legacy is something that is passed down a legacy can take many forms when it comes to legacy our humanity always leave money jewelry and personal property it is good to leave tangible things to our children to our loved ones but this text is encouraging israel to pass down something that will stand the test of time which is god's mindset you gotta if you if you i don't care what has gone on in your natural family what i am saying is you can break the natural family so that you can experience your spiritual family and where we get it confused at is that we think that uh, 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 we try to bring our children and we try to bring the neighborhood in here with, with the hopes that, that God will change them. But here's the thing that he's requiring. If you're going to leave a legacy, you got to talk about it. You got to give instructions to your children. So, so if I intend on passing the mind of God down to my, to my child, and what I mean by that is the knowledge that our children have God God on the inside of them and that he has already established their purpose we what we do in our natural family we look at our children and we look at ourselves we do our children the way it was done for us you gonna play basketball well you gonna play football and you gonna do this and because that mindset is you a child you don't know we don't look at our children that breathe despite her age her soul is just have the same amount of God in it as mine so if I take the time to have the conversation about God, the God in them will be awakened and their purpose will be established. You'll be able to say, Bree, what is it that you, you want to do with your life? And if we don't talk it out of them, they can't accomplish it. You don't, as a father or mother, you don't establish their purpose. Their purpose have already been established. What you need to do is pass down the knowledge that God lives on the inside of them. So when you leave the goods and the mindset, what is left will not be squandered away, but be built upon for generations to come. Mm-hmm. That's our problem. We'll leave the money. I've seen it on, on several occasions, but I don't have the mindset to build upon the money. So if I'm going to leave the goods, the money, the house, the car, the land, the insurance policy, you should leave a mindset that says, when I'm no longer here, you build upon this. Come on here, somebody. 
So it's like when our kids are smaller and we help them get dressed for school or church or leaving home while dressing them or in the car, we would remind them how to act when they get where they're going. My mama said, let me tell you something. You, you, when we go over here, you, you don't eat from everybody's house. You, you say thank you, but no thank you. I'm not hungry, even if your lips are white. That's what my mama told me. You, you don't eat from everybody's house. We going over here, that's when you better eat before you leave home, and this is how you act. You, for whatever reason, when Ray was small, you, I don't know what was going on with her. We, we'll go in the store and Ray will be all up on the, the folks' uh, 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 clothes rack to the point where you see the clothes moving. I said, all right, you remember that? I said, all right, I'm going to fix her because I don't told her you don't touch nothing. You ain't buying nothing in Walmart. Don't touch it. I'm the one buying it, right? And I look up, me and Portia walking along, and then I see the folks' rack moving. Cause she up under the false rack. So, so cause Daisy raised me, I go up under the rack. And that's the last time we had a rack situation. Cause I beat her right there. So, so, so what Moses is saying to, to uh, the children of Israel, I have taken you as far as I can take you. Joshua is getting ready to take over, but you got to cross the, the Jordan River, meaning you're going to have to be cleansed. You're going to have to be processed through to get to this land that has been promised to you. Oh, it's yours. But you better know how to act when you get there. Because our thing is we have a whole lot of getting there and a whole lot of not staying when we get there. We so comfortable, comfortable with 30 minutes of fame. Because, see, we see just these moments. That means you, you really don't see past what the possibilities of this moment can bring you for a lifetime. The book of Deuteronomy contains Moses' final words to the children of Israel before his death and before they entered the land of Canaan, the promised land that they are about to inherit. With Joshua as their leader, Moses' name means to pull out, to draw out. He's the leader God used in the book of Exodus. Exodus means exit. And he, he tells him in chapter 9, verse 1, he said, Moses, go to Pharaoh, go to Egypt, and tell them that I said, the God of Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. That text right there says that if they wasn't serving God, then that, that a transformation have to take place so that they can serve God. When you are in slavery, you are, you are serving your slave master. And when you're sin, it's the slave master, meaning error thinking. It's not your behavior. It's easy to sit up here and diagnose behavior. But it, the, the truth of the matter is, it's not your behavior. It's if you tell the truth, it is your thought process. And if I can fix my thinking, I can change my life. So he says, Egypt, slavery, God's people were serving. Pharaoh was the king. And he was the taskmaster that had 
had them working for them, for him. And he says, now it's time, because what has happened is he placed us. It was a placeholder for us, because if you go to Genesis, I believe he says that several things going to happen. He says specifically, you're going into slavery. He says specifically, you're going to go in slavery. You're going to be in this placeholder, because I need y'all to grow and to develop. I need y'all to have children. I'm building up an army that I need people. And right now, I need y'all to just get a house, get married, have children, and birth, have babies, and expand your natural family. Because I'm going to need some people. I'm going to need my workmanship to call out of this place. And so I'm going to have to give up what I know for what I know. When God calls you from one place to another, it's not physical. We always be thinking tangible. We always be, be you, if I leave you the money, the house, the car, look at God. And he's saying, no, 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 no. I'm the mind. I'm the mastermind behind the things. I need, you to te- I need to teach you how to use this. So you pass it down from generation to generation, and then your children build a legacy. But the whole time they're building a legacy, their hearts and mind says God. We building, what does it say? Whew. So, so Moses led the children through the wilderness, a place of testing, pruning, and getting reacquainted with God because uh, taking Israel out of Egypt did not remove Egypt out of the mind of Israel. I'm going to say that one more time. Taking, he says, I'm coming to get you. And he come and got them, but they kept uh, 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 the mindset, did not leave. He pulled them out physically, but they mind, just like some of y'all, y'all are here at church. Because it's Father's Day, but your mind on what happened yesterday or your mind on what's going to happen tomorrow, your mind is on what's going to happen after church. He says, I'm pulling you out of this place, but I got to work. I got to have some time to work on your thoughts because you serve Pharaoh, but but you still serve Pharaoh in your mind, although I've been freed you from Pharaoh. So, you got to get reacquainted with God. We got to have some time in the wilderness where you follow me outside, a uh, 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 fire by, by night, a pillar of cloud by, by day. Learn to follow me. Learn to find me. Learn to see me. So here we are. The wilderness experience was preparation for the land promise. You come in the church on Sunday morning. It's, it's, it's uh, 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 an experience. It's preparation for, for where the, oh, you're going to be in your mind. Because can I, can I tell you that you cannot outlive the thoughts that you have? The thoughts that your mindset is going to be the, the life that is created for you. Uh, uh, and you're going to have to live it whether you like it or not. Because most of, most of us, we are only concerned with our 30 minutes of fame. We don't look at lifetime. We don't look at the fact that we're going to leave here. 
We don't look at the fact, what am, what am I really teaching my children? What, what am I, I'm talking about in my home. You know, I, I don't say a whole lot because I don't get in fighting matches, but never would I depend on the school system. Never would I determine, uh, depend on a coach. Never would I depend on a church to tell my child about God. That's my job. So if I ain't telling them about, about God, I am telling them something. And because you are mama and daddy, they are believing you. Mm. So now these are the commandments. He says, listen, I'm reminding you. And in chapter 4, he told them, he covers all, all the precepts, all the rules and the directions in chapter 4. So when you get to chapter 5, he say, all right, these, these are it, because it's just a letter, right? And they broke it up in chapters. He says, all right, now that I've given you everything in chapter 4, you were taught, uh, or what you were taught, to live out the knowledge in the land you're about to cross over and to, and to inherit. So, so when you're talking about God, I can't tell you, give you as your pastor, it's not my place to tell you your purpose and tell you why you live in your assignment. It's my place to tell you that your life has purpose and that your life has meaning and that God has need of you and he can do more with your life in his hand than you can ever do. So you were taught, you're being taught. I'm preaching, I'm teaching you these things, this knowledge, so that when you cross over in your own mind, you, 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 you cross over into an inheritance, a mindset that's unstoppable, that there's no laws and rules to meaning this, that you're crossing over into the possibilities of knowing the voice for yourself. And this where church is being break, broken down because that, if you don't understand the voice, you can't teach me what a voice is. Most of the time, it's about sin. Most of the time, it's about your behavior. Most of the time, you leave church feeling worse off than the day you went. I had a gentleman tell me that. He says, they, they at church, they tell you how bad you are, just as thirsty. The preacher tell you how bad you are, and then turn around and expect you to shake their hand when church is over. And I said, no, sir. That's not my mandate. I preach the gospel. I, I preach healing. I preach wholeness. I tell them they ain't blind. I tell them they ain't broken. I tell them they ain't crippled. I tell them that God lives on the inside of them and is waiting to hit their arrival of their mind so that he can use the body and so that he can use the mindset so that he can take completely over this vessel. He say he coming. Why do? He say, I'm, I, I'll be there. So, so you use what you're taught for its intended purpose. Naturally, it, Israel is about to inherit some property, some t physical territory. But see, see, I'm telling you something about God. God works in the invisible. So you, if, if you're going to worship God, if you're going to identify with your God, with, with God on the inside of you, you got to go blank to this, to this, uh, 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 to this 
three-dimensional world because this three-dimensional world will confuse what really on the inside or confuse you because of what's on the inside of you does not match up with what you see. That's the reason why I was acting the way I was. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I, it ain't the devil. I recognize this. I got to stay in a frame of mind. And I can't stay in a frame of mind if, if I'm worrying about who not here, who called and said this, the internet not working, the uh, internet on my iPad. Well, I'm going to go home and print it out. It's working now. I'm going home and get it. And then when I come back, I still come back on fire because I says, I'm not going to allow this moment because I know most folks will come to church on Father's Day that I won't ever see them no more till next year. But I'm not going to allow this moment pass me by. I'm going to stay in the frame of mind because I am telling you that your lives matter. Your life has purpose. And it's my job to tell you that there is a promised land waiting on you. And it ain't when you die. Come on here, somebody. I knew it was going to be a good day over there when the Holy Spirit said, you stand up. And I said, what? You said stand? I'm going to stand preaching today because if you said it, it is so. I could have got in my emotions and feelings. It's going to be a bad day. The devil after us, he don't want this word to go forth. That's a lie. If I can maintain what I inherited. Ain't no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Ain't even nothing after me. It's just things that happens in the natural. But if I maintain the mindset on the inside, oh, I'm going to preach today. Y'all going to get a word today. Y'all going to receive some life today. Y'all going to receive some strength today. So these are the commandments that I gave you so that you might do them in the land where you go. So naturally, it looked like a piece of property. Spiritually, it's a productive mind where you're able to think and know, perceive here on the inside of you, and you get up despite what's going on outside of you. The internet might not be working. Go get the printer. This, might, this person may not show up. Go anyway. We get too, we are so attached to our natural. So we stay in our emotions and our feelings that we can't do what God says do. Because my natural man shows up in the house and I stand there in my natural man trying to do spiritual things in my natural man. And Romans says, your carnality is enmity to the spirit within you. You the one gotta choose who you gonna serve. Now I sent Pharaoh to get you out. What you gonna do? Can't do natural things in the spirit. The furthest they can go is around the mountain. Keep you in a repetitive behavior, keep your life repetitive. The only thing that's gonna climb the mountain that has the ability to reach the top, the peak of the mountain is the spirit man that nobody can see, that we won't work on. But I come, you got to come out of these moments, these occasions with God and walk into life with God. Hmm. So if you want a productive mind, you want your life to change, get ready to cross over the Jordan. The territory within you is over there. 
The only thing in the middle is you cleaning your mind. You, you being baptized, meaning you're going under, submerged under water, and, and you're dying, and then you, you stay there, and then you're res having a resurrected life. And that's, we're going to get ready to have a baptism, but that's symbolic for what you got to do. Because Moses says, if you don't pay attention to what I'm saying and do them, when you get over there, you ain't going to stay. It's just like, I'm going to move away. Ain't nothing in Fitzgerald. This, that, and the other in Fitzgerald. And you go all the way to California and turn California into Fitzgerald. Because you left California physically, but you did not leave Fitzgerald mentally. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm telling you this, that you might fear the Lord God, not be scared of God. Meaning fear God does not mean to be scared. But fear here implies reverence or respect for what he's saying, for the law of God. The only way we'll keep God's law if we guard it and preserve our heart. How, how, how do we guard and preserve it? We respect it enough to follow it. So he's talking, a hey, talk is what? In this text, Moses say talk is cheap. Because the, the only way that you're going to fear God, meaning you're going to reverence God, you're going you gonna to preserve God, you're going to respect God, you got to follow what he says. Hmm. This is the only way to keep it. Our mind must be set at God's statutes and God's commandments. Moses says, not just your mindset of God, but your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren's mind must be set at God if you intend to leave a spiritual legacy. I've been set stuff up years ago for my girls if I die. They know where everything is. And then when I married, I said, Here, everything is in this yellow folder. But while I am here, I need y'all to know that God has a purpose for you. God has, has something for you, and it's not up under my arms. Have I not told y'all that? How we sat around the table ever since that child was small. With Portia, I was a little off the chain. I was single. I was at the club, so, you know, it took me a couple minutes to get there. So after she was about four or five maybe when I started changing. But I was in there wholeheartedly with Ray. And so we used to sit around the table. She was 10, 11, 12. Ray was young to the point where they said, Mama, we already know. We already know. No, I consistently this was our conversation because I'm going to tell you something about me and my family. In my family, it was so many of us, whoever the oldest was at home, they kept the children that was at the house. So you learn how to cook. You learn how to be domesticated. That's the reason why I know how to cook. My turn came up at 11 because my other brothers and sisters went to work. It was so many of us. So I knew that I've been taking care of children since I was 11. And then I had Porsche at 20, 21. So there I go again. And I, and I came to this conclusion. I said, I'm finna break something in my family. Because what I'm not gonna do is, I ain't finna be big mama. I, you have it. I said, if y'all have kids, y'all know I'm there. But you better know you're gonna be dead or dying before I take it and just say, I'm finna raise it. You better ask them, look at them. They're gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, if you want this, and I explain some of the things because they didn't know some of the struggles that I have and that I went through. Why? Because I made 
made it look easier to them. And, and that wasn't necessarily beneficial for them too. And I said, I don't think y'all understand some of the struggles that I had because of the choices that I made, even with insurance. I paid insurance until I was about 33 or 34, like I was five years old trying to own a car because of my decision making. But nobody told me I shipwrecked my credit because nobody in my family told me about credit. But look at Donna now, I got them getting the mindset. And I passed that down to them. Got more money than me just about, especially this one right here. She on her way. You got to learn how to manage it. You got to learn how to build it. So when I leave it, you got something to build upon. But you got to go get your own. Don't be waiting for often to die. But things happen. Did I not? Nobody taught me that. And I was 30 years old paying insurance like I was five trying to drive a car. Because of all the tickets that I got. They didn't tell me if I broke the law and get stopped and write the tickets, everybody in the state of Georgia was going to know. They didn't tell me when I got these credit cards that they, they act like I was the best thing since sliced bread. Got these credit cards, had credit everywhere I wanted, for addressed to the nine rate. You hit me until the bills start coming. Cause nobody told me that I was gonna have to pay for all these clothes and shoes that I was buying. Had a mindset to get it, didn't have a mindset to maintain it. Come on here somebody. I know y'all sit out there like y'all y'all got it all together. All right, all right, all right. So Moses said, I'm telling y'all, we're going to have a round table. Let me tell you, you better reverence God. Because if you don't, you're going to be paying insurance like you five years old. If you don't, your credit going to hit zero because everybody in town looking for you. Our mind must be set at God. Our children's minds must be set at God. Our grandchildren's mind must be set at God. Our great-grandchildren, any going deep, must be set at God. And the corner, he said, don't get in the land and not teach your children consistently the mind to abide there. That means to stay there. That means, oh, don't, we ain't going to have these 30 minutes, uh, um, uh, 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 moments of, uh, of fame, and then we, hit, we come down off the mountain tumbling, busting our head to the white meat because we got in there and we thought it was about us. Because this mindset says I give my mind, I present my body, a living sacrifice, and then I'm going to renew my mind and you take over on the inside of me. Not big mama, not your school teacher, not your community. You in there to do it for me. Hmm. So he says in the natural uh, uh, don't get in this land and not teach your children. You stay consistently that we have problems with in this ministry. You stay consistently, and then you teach your children consistently the mind to abide there. It's like giving them keys to your car without teaching them how to drive and obey the law according to driving. See, 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 we, 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 we do this thing, and we have these hype moments, and, and, and we, we are coming here, and praise team are saying, say 
bang their hearts out and see we haven't gotten to the point where you know what if it ain't going right and I'm going to church what I am going to do is take the time to sit that outside the door or leave it at home and I'm going in here to get mine but we've been taught getting ours is being prophesied to houses cars and land but getting ours is saying you are not I am no longer serving you so I'm going to clear out my mind and I don't care who's sitting next to me I don't care who watching me I'm finna give God some praise I'm going to give God some glory until I start feeling better because as you rise in your consciousness you might hear something spoke on the inside out of you. We keep playing with this thing. Spiritually, the son is the builder of the family name. God is building his spiritual family through us. So we must build our thoughts consistently by continuing to be taught, continually to be developed so that you can submit to it. Because in your ego, your ego in your carnality says you already there, says you have all the answers, says you don't need no other, no other help. But I stand here to tell you that if you plan on being prosperous in life, if you're planning on, and I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about a healthy mindset where your mind, you stopping your mind from telling you who you ain't you stopping your mind from being on replay for who molested you who raped you you stopping your mind for what they said about you in your community you stopping your mind for what the actions that you took and that was detrimental to yourself this is the place for that but we won't tell the truth we won't say pastor this is what I think of myself Pastor, we, we like dressing it up. How, how, how can I help you? How can you help yourself if you won't tell the truth? See, this hospital, you can come in here with a heart attack, tell us you having a heart attack, and then the cardiologist is going to go to work. You tell me what's going on with you, and it's, I have some insight, I do. But I've learned some wisdom with that. I ain't chasing nobody. I sit there and wait till you get tired. You say, this is, okay, these are my thoughts. This is what's going on with me. I can't let this go. That's what Moses was telling them. I'm telling you, if you can't maintain it, if you can't maintain your mind, you can't maintain the inheritance. The idea of fearing God is honoring him, respecting him through our obedience to what God instructs us to do. This is the lasting legacy. This is the mindset. Why you say that? Because I am telling you just in the position as Moses, as Moses was, I can't make you do nothing. I can't. He never put me in charge of your life. What he put me in charge of is to telling you all that you got it, that God loves you that God want to heal you. God want to see you productive in life. God want to see you do the things that he have chosen for you to do, but you got to choose God. We choose everything except for what going to help us. And then we have the nerve. We have the nerve to stand on these pictures on Facebook confusing people. Well, I thought that was... Mm-hmm. 
Are we living a life that's contrary to what we say? Because I can say it, I can't obey it. I can say it and look good, I can't live it. I can't choose it. Mm-hmm. Because when it's about God, it's about God. You stop a whole lot of stuff. Some stuff just ain't important no more. Like, How's that? Let me see. How's that going to line up with what he said in me? So it's not my job. My, my job is to tell you what's on the inside of you and, and help going back and forth with you, helping you with your own thought process and where you thinking you broken and where you thinking you need healing and where you thinking you need wholeness to get that to a healthy place so that you can hear the voice on the inside of you. Because if you calling me all the time, you still don't no God. I'm not God. I'm having to follow the God within myself. And now that the truth is coming out, there's a lot of hot heartburn going on. Because I'm still the outside voice. Mm-hmm. I get some insight on your life only to help you, not to keep you excited and jumping. Not to keep my pockets full. That's the reason why I clock in. I've been on the same job that, that I'm on right now since 2001. And I said the first day that I started pastoring here that I would never depend on y'all to feed me. Because pastor has a purpose too. And this ain't all it right here. I have treasure in this earthen vessel. You have treasure in this earthen vessel. So the excellency will not be of you. You don't take credit for it that, that through, through what, what, what we accomplish, God get the glory. That's the reason why you're so intelligent and so smart. You bring a lot to the table. Mm-hmm, a lot, Keita. You bring a lot to the table. And you know it. I see you sometimes sitting beside your bed, and you be like, why I do this when I know this? And you got four brilliant, beautiful children that need you to come in alignment with the spirit in you to not use it when you want to use it, but use it consistently so that when they grow up, the only thing you'll have to do is coach, cheer. I asked them when the last time I made a decision for them. You decide. No, this training. Am, am I making sense to you? You are brilliant. You are one of the, smart, you are one of the smartest people I know. It, it, what take me six days or take you six seconds? Because you just have that type of mind. That mind came from God. So if you return your mind and your body, you and them kids ain't going to have to want for nothing. Because they'll go on and accomplish exactly what God says, and you'll go on and accomplish what God says. And when they have children, they're going to pass the mindset down. Because if you don't change, what's going to be passed down is the mind that you have now that's in Egypt. Uh, am I making sense? I'm not only talking to Kita. I'm talking to a lot of y'all that, 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 that have children. And if you don't have children, one day you will. So you, you, right now, this is good for you. Why? Because you have the opportunity to change your mindset cause, so that you won't influence nobody else. When I had her, I, I, was, I, I was, oh my God, I'm, I'm having a baby. This is coming at the wrong time. I, I partied from Wednesday to Sunday. I ain't got time to be raising no kids. 
Mm-hmm. But God has a way when he says you coming out. He has a way. He has a plan. You are coming out. And at three years old, because I was too busy partying and, and drinking and getting my smoke on, uh, her grandmama and granddaddy was taking her to New Providence Church. And I'm sitting in there on stayed out all night long. And Shelly called and said, I had just got home about 4.35. Or 5, and she called at 7 and said, I got to bring Portia home because uh, 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 I got somewhere to be. I got something going on. I can't keep her every weekend. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I'm still a little tipsy. Because I just got home. So I got up and my refrigerator needed cleaning out. And then this child come in there, three years old. Shelly brought her home in one of them old dusters, them old robes that they used to wear them long. You ain't see nothing. You barely saw ankles in that thing. You didn't see no, no wrist either. So it covered up. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so I heard her, ma na 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 ma 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 She was but three. And I said, what in the world? And I pulled that refrigerator door back. And that Negro was standing out with the Bible in her hand at three years old, and the only thing I remember her singing was hell. What? I got sober then. <laughs> what? And she was looking at me eye to eye. And bad as I was, we'll go to the hair salon. They start calling the scriptures. Bad as I was, because her grandmama was influencing her, because I ain't had time. She'll get in the middle of uh, Cynthia, Pastor Cynthia Smith. She was doing my hair. Salon, drop on her knees and start praying. I'm like, if this ain't messing it up, I don't know what is. But I start paying attention because I start having experiences. And I say, all right, all right, all right, all right. If I'm finna die, you know, because I was taught going to hell, I ain't going to hell. And then I had another experience at John Hills. And I said, no, 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 24 years old. I'm going to give it up. So by then, though, I had, although her grandmama was taking her to church, I had influenced her in some ways. So in a lot of areas, we learn together. She can get up here and stand flat-footed and preach better than me. She, this, this girl right here can get up and, and, and do, because we come through being born spiritually at the same time. But with Ray, I was able to, 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 all right, pass a little bit down better, Ray didn't have the same trauma as Portia. Am I making sense to anybody in this place? So, 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 the lasting legacy is a what? It's a mindset. It's God's mind that your mind is set on the spirit that exists on the inside of you. And I wrote this down. What children are taught is what they will duplicate. Come on here, somebody. I'm going to say that again. What children are taught is what they will duplicate, and you cannot say where did they get it from. Hmm. Moses say spiritually, Moses was saying, you must continue to develop your thoughts from being uh, 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 drawn from slavery, being owned, to being responsible in mind, into maturity, into ownership. 
Hmm. Y'all didn't get that. I said Moses was telling them, and not only them, but you need to tell your children that you has to you have to continue to develop your thoughts from being drawn, uh, being drawn out from slavery, meaning being owned, to being responsible in mind to maturity. So you going from rent to ownership. Am I making any, do anybody in here, you, you know when you rent, you just make the owner of the house or whatever you renting rich. Moses said, if you take ownership and mature of your house, the temple of the Holy Ghost, and the spirit within you is the owner of the house, you walk into ownership and you leave renting. Renting means you'll never own it. Y'all done messed up my hair, but anyways, he says here, verse 3, listen, hearing is listening to understand, to know, not to give a response. He says, hear, O Israel, listen to understand, to know, and not give a response. He say, listen, and then you observe, meaning perceive, become aware of it to do it. That means I hear it, I listen to understand. I perceive it, I'm able to see it in my mind, perceive it, to know it, only to do it, to perform it, to execute it, for the sole purpose that it might be well with thee. Anybody sick that ain't well? You, if that is the case, great place to be. That means you're not hearing it, to understand. You understand what I'm saying? And you can't see it to observe it, to do it. But what you are doing, that that you do understand, no matter how crazy and wicked it is, and that and you take it and perceive it and know it, you're going to do it. Hmm. But here he's saying, you got to keep this on the forefront of your mind. You got to hear, observe it, to do it. So if uh, that you may uh, increase mightily, this is not talking about in things. This is talking about the promise he gave Abraham that how many uh, uh, his descendants was going to be so that you can multiply, so that you can take addition because it, it, that is how the kingdom of God expands. In other words, it's not being talked about or not, uh, uh, enough. That means people are not understanding it. They, are, they can't even perceive, perceive it and hear it and know it on the inside of them so they are not able able to perform it that you may increase mightily meaning I'm gonna quit thinking about myself I'm on a piece of the puzzle and so I can only run my race and do my part so that when I pass the keeps going because just like Moses one day we're gonna have to give up the ghost and with us, most of the time, if we have time, because death is suddenly right around here right now. If you are sick, you sit there and live in a woulda, coulda state. You can't even get out of bed. You might as well stop it. Mm -hmm. You can't even do anything. You have things are having to be done for you. So before you get there, do something. Hear it. Observe it, do it, complete the assignment. 
that you may increase mightily, that the army, the family is built in, in numbers in the land that floweth, a steady, continuous stream with milk and honey. This is a metaphor, meaning all good things. Not, 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 not good as in morally, but all God things. How, however, God chooses to use your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it ain't you going after the goal. It's the, you, goal is the nature of God, and it's you going after what he said, or know it, hear it, observe it, and do that. And that's our, our problem, is that, that we either don't understand, and if you don't understand, you cannot perceive, and you cannot do it. Spiritually, there's a steady flow of productive, creative thoughts, ideas, reliefs from the mind of God. He says, here, this word here means shama, S-H-A-M-A, meaning obedience. Listen to obey, to submit what is said. This word carries with it the meaning of hearing and obeying in chapter 4, verse 4, I mean, uh, verse 4 and 5. This word carries with it the meaning of hearing and obeying. Obe obedience is our only sure measure of successful listening. And let me say something right there. That don't be looking for no pats on the back. Just run the race well. And it's the spirit on the inside of you that's going to say, good job, son. Don't be looking for people to pat you on the back. Don't be looking for people to say you're doing a good job. Don't we so people conscious. We can't do nothing. Honey, we can't do nothing without. I, I, I love Facebook. That's the reason why I use it for a ministering tool and stuff like that and to keep up with my family. And I love it because just to keep putting information out there. But the moment that you go to seeing you half naked and seeing yourself, sh sh that's about you. What are you really looking for? Just asking. What you really think gonna come towards you? Just asking for approval. I'm just trying to get us to think more of ourselves than we should, but not highly. Stay right there in the vein. You really think children ain't looking? What you teaching them? Oh, you are teaching them. Because no matter how bad of a state I was in, one thing I knew, these children love me. And I said, ooh, I better get it together. Because they, they the only two want to let me go. Everybody else talked about me and said I wasn't going to be nothing, even family members. But them two, Portia and Ray, you my mama. That's my mama. You know, they still, one of them still like 10. That's my mama. Play with it. Mess with Donna. I say, girl, we ain't doing that. No, no, we, ain't, we don't reply. We ain't saying that. Mama, you don't deserve that. And I said, this ain't about what I deserve. I got to stay focused on what I see, what I know. And I'm teaching y'all. Ask them. You got to go back to what you perceive, what you know, what God is saying in you. He ain't, I don't need no Rottweiler. If he snatched my teeth out, I don't, I don't need no, because, honey, I was a bear by myself. Who said that? <laughs> so what I'm telling you is focus, your focal point. 
You got to learn to focus. You confuse yourself and people. Like, you what? You who? What's your title? You do what? So Israel, we have one God. We shall, we will love the one God. To love God, I want y'all to listen at this. It's, it's not lip service. To love God is to embrace his ways and his character. I'm going to let that sit right there. To love God is to embrace his ways and his character. To love God is to embrace his ways and his characters. To love God is to embrace his ways and his character. Moses say embrace God's ways and character in your heart and in your soul. Heart meaning the mind, the thinking ability of man, your inner man, a character. And soul is the womb, the birthing place of thought. Our soul give image to words. So if I talk, uh, if, you are, if you are sitting here not listening to me and you're thinking about something, that's the reason why you see a picture of it. You see a complete picture of it or how to get done. So you got to guard your heart because if your heart let it go, and, and it influences your soul, you're going to get a mental picture of it. And I promise you, if you don't know how to control your own mind, you are going to execute it. Yeah. I just said, if you hear it and understand it, and if you conceive it, if you perceive it and know it, you are going to do it. Yeah. Even if it's not a healthy place. Am I making sense in this place? So it is your soul that give image and picture to the thoughts. It twins it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know where all of them came, I, I really don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know. Check the picture. Better yet, check the execution of it. Your behavior. Mm. Am I making sense in this place? You, 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 me, he, but he's saying spiritually, when you return your heart and your soul to God, I mean, you go to the source, to the mind, the spirit within you to receive instructions before making decisions and twin the instructions in your soul and obey it. So two things going on. We either in that place or something else has got our thinking and influencing our soul. Either place is a good place. That means now I know what I need to clean up. If, if, if somebody else outside of me or something else outside of me, if an experience outside of me, my natural family, outside of me, my environment, outside of me, is influencing my thinking and what I think about myself, I get to change it. Come on here, somebody. He says, before you go to the Jordan, you, that's the place where you give an exchange. I go to inside of me, not outside of me. I don't make decisions because you tell me. And I tell people that I know what I've seen in me. And honey, I got to hold on to that. You ain't no use to me. I need people that, that's, that know that sense what God is saying in me, even if it don't make sense to people. I'm that type of person. I've, I've never, I've influenced, and, and I've always been a leader, and I've misled people. Yeah, because I'm a leader, but bad. But now I switch partners. 
And now I'm able to lead y'all instead of me leading folks at the club and leading folks to, to a drink and leading and folks to a, 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 a blunt and, and, and leading folks with my crazy self crazy stuff, get a car, coming coming back in from the club, on, on, a, on a road, a deer could have ran out there. Uh, let's see how far it go. And then the, the person in the car with me, we were trying to make it back because she had a, a curfew and we had not had one too many coming from Tifton and I'm riding and it was a fire speed and I said, we just gonna see how fast it go. And she said, it's a, it's a whatever you do, it's a, a house in the middle of the road. Hold on, hold on, we gonna get you there. And whatever she had going on, I bust through the house and kept riding, getting it to old Silla. <laughs> so I'm the only one, that's what y'all trying to say, I'm the only one? Huh? Huh? Anything could have happened. I, 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 I didn't see the house. I just told her to hold on. We, we go get there. <laughs> just telling you how crazy, how, well, not really crazy, but the mindset that I had. That came on stuff piled up on the inside of me. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, at 18, uh, hey, mom, I ain't going by the church. Raised up in the church. I ain't going. I was on my way out then. I was on my way to college. I ain't going by the church. From what they teaching me, don't look like I'm gonna make it anyway. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go on. The, I'm gonna put on some uh, drawers with gasoline on them, and I look like I'm going to hell anyway. Cause from what they was teaching me. Okay, Donna. Yeah. You remember that? That boy don't told me in the house a lot of times today. I ain't telling you no more, Donna. No, I ain't telling you, huh? <laughs> Mom. And because Daisy loved me, they didn't understand. She'd do everything in her power. Am I lying? She she give me this, give cook me this, that, and the other. And I walked in about five o'clock one morning, and uh, she was on on her knees, and I heard her calling my name. And now I didn't stop. I went on a couple more years. That's right, nephew. And um, and then I. It's when I start having those experiences with Portia and stuff that it's like, oh, Lord. Yeah, the preacher said she ain't going by. I get it. But that's not what you're hearing now. You're hearing that you are God's workmanship. You're hearing that you are God's product. God love you and have need of you. You're not a wretch undone. You're not the most miserable person unlucky. You are his workmanship that need to change from rental property to ownership. Mm-hmm. So now, y'all see, you like, I really can go talk to her, yeah. Because I'm very transparent. I get it. Been there, done that. Got two t-shirts that I have to feed today look like me. Amen, somebody. So, so. I'm telling you is, Moses said you got you to gotta learn how to go to the source. 
within you to receive instructions before making decisions. This is the way of living water that will never run dry. Come on, somebody. Psalms 1 says it, says it real plain for us. This is how we become the tree planted by the rivers of water, meaning spirit, that never run dry. It's unlimited information, yeah. unlimited knowledge. It's according if you really to execute. Because if he give you the thought to go do this, and when you go do this, now he's going to give you the thought, the idea, the revelation to expand that thought. And if you're teaching that to your children, because whatever you are teaching them, they are going to duplicate it. He says, and you do this with all your might, your, all your ability, all your being. Verse 6 and 7, and I'm done. You must look for God in you through his ways and character in you. You have the responsibility to teach, to impart your children, impart in your children to look for God in them. And the Bible says diligently. Verse 7 says diligently. Diligently comes from a word meaning repeat. The idea is that God's word is to be repeated over and over to our children. You talking about leaving a legacy. Can, can you imagine if where we are now, where, where we are, I'm mid-50s, and, and, and then we, we, most of us have grown children, and now they're starting to have children. If you begin to break that curse off of them, where they stop walking around as children, and we stop being children at 60 years old, childlike mind, yeah, so that we can leave some something substantial to our kids, a mindset that I don't have to go outside of here to know who I am. My mama already told me. You, 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 that one right there, that, that one right there with long hair don't care over there, she know what her mama taught her, and she always go back to go back to it. She'll even repeat something, have the nerd enough for some stuff she have tried to say, my mama tried it. See, tell me they won't duplicate it. Mm, look at her laughing. But that ain't the reason why you doing it. They don't have to have a reason. They just know that my mama, my mama did it. My daddy did it. It must be okay. Mm-hmm. So you gotta diligently, means you gotta have time where you sit around the table. They grown now. When they come home, we still, I have a centerpiece to move it out the way, and we still sit around the table and have talk. Why? We learn much from repetition. You ingrain it in there. So when they're out of your sight, they might, they'll hear your voice, unless they have come into the knowledge of their own voice. And they'll be like, child, I, I can't be doing that. I can't be going over there. That Ain't nothing wrong with doing it, but it does not help me become who I am spiritually. How did we learn our multiplication tables? By going over them what? Time and time. You walked around with them. You went to school with them. Mama had to, had, you had to write them 14 times when you come home. How, how did you learn two times two? And they kept putting it up there, Micaiah, until, until you start saying four. Four. And then you, they can flip them up there and you, and, and off your head because it's ingrained in you. Meaning this, when I get ready to make a decision, I don't base it off of what I see with my two eyes. I, I figure out what the, what the plan is in me. 
This has to become our way of life, our way of, of living, not events and not moments, but, uh, but our life. The Israelites were teaching, uh, were to teach their children when they were at home, when they were walking, when they were lying down, and when they would get up. Parents are to instill God's word in their children. Notice that God's word was taught no matter what was happening. If somebody died, they need to know that God has a plan and that God don't make mistakes. If somebody get rich, you need to know, consult God what you're going to do with that money. If somebody graduated, consult your insides where you're going to college. Whatever it is you're trying to do, what am I supposed to be doing? If you don't know, ask the question. We too busy. What am I supposed to be doing? What am what I supposed to be doing? Where am I supposed to go? Where, where am I supposed to go to college at? Where am I supposed to work at? Where am I supposed to live at? Where well, I just shut down and I, I won't do nothing. And I just become a blank, uh, 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 a blank in this world. All that God in you. As parents, we, must, we, must, we have many opportunities to speak to our children about God, and God expects us to take these opportunities. What we teach them, I wrote this down again, is what they will duplicate. It is our responsibility that our children know the mind of God, not the school, not friends, not coaches, not other parents. We are definitely thankful for those that aid us in building up our children's mindset, but we should not depend upon them to do our job. Tell them diligently, repeatedly, who they are in heart and soul. Tell them diligently, keep repeating who they are in the invisible, even if they don't have on the latest shoes, even if they don't wear the latest clothes. That does not determine that's God. That's just determined that you're spending a lot of money. That's all that say. They probably asking somebody to pay their light bill because them children sharp. Tell them diligently, repeatedly, fathers, you matter. You're the king of your castle. You're the priest of your home. Women, we respect that. And we don't cross the line. I had to be taught that. Here I am being transparent again. I was raised by women, strong women, mean men and women, dominating women. And they passed that down to me. And it's like, mess with me. And I mean, and it was only a probably about five years ago, maybe, that probably a little bit longer than that now. I started investigating why, why, well, I can't say that. Uh, why am I so domineering? Right? Why am I, why am I so hard? Been told all my life how pretty I was. But I was a hard. You said what? Cussed out. And don't even blink. Am I lying, Crunch? Well, I taught birds some bad stuff too. And here, Auntie didn't do no wrong. Absolutely off the chart. And I had to figure out why I'm pretty. Why am I so domineering? Me and my husband were sitting on the couch, and it just started coming out. 
because I had a moment. And he hit the couch and jumped up <laughs> and started walking toward the door. Well, I forgot what I was saying because I thought someone was on the couch. I was going out the door too. You heard it? You gonna leave me? <laughs> and he stood at the door. He said, you finally said it. Cause he was catching pure H-E double hockey stick. And I said, I went back and it started when I was in the third grade. And, and you don't depend on no man. You, don't, you make sure you have your own. You make sure this, that, and the other. And then the examples of the men that I would have, he's like, oh, they, I, I got more than them. Yeah. Y'all understood that, didn't you? Yeah. Ain't no man coming up here being no man. <laughs> yeah. And see, I can easily say it's his fault. Had nothing to do with him. He walked into it. I just had an image in my mind, and he fit the image. He male. And then from then on, I really started, despite I was still coming to church, doing what I was doing, supposed to do, and then I was just always inside myself. Like, well, why I like this? All this on Facebook trying to blame other folk. It's like, child, start checking yourself. That right that won't even matter. And I start going, and that's what I've been doing for years now. And I've just been cleaning it up to the point where Portia say, say she say I'm soft. And, and, and Ray says, I like the softer side. That one right there is just like me. More you soft. Hard. But I start working on that stuff because I realized that I never saw a healthy relationship. Never, my grandmother had three kids, never saw no man. My mama had, had it was 10 of us. And the one I remember, Crunch Dad and, and my youngest brother, father. And uh, the, youngest, the youngest, my youngest brother, father, is the one that come in loving everybody no matter what. And somehow or another, he got kicked out. He got put out the family, but he's the one that, was, that loved us. When you're not used to love, you reject it for the crazy. Bring it on. I'm used to dysfunctioning. Then I started fighting at about the third grade and was a hellier ever since. Like, what you gonna do? I talked so much, nobody, I don't, I've never fought. Nobody knew if I could fight, fight or not. I talked so much smoke. They don't know if it, the fire was gonna start or not. Like, we just gonna leave her where she is. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is, once I start, I'm not ashamed. That's the reason why I'm trying to tell y'all. You don't have to keep coming in here acting like you stump your toe when you are having a heart attack. Your heart is failing you because of the images that it keeps showing your soul and you keep doing it. And you can not expect your children to do anything except for what you do and what you teach them. So we ain't, I ain't depending on nobody about mine. When I got up that frame of mind, and then I start teaching them. So I'm at the end. Tell them diligently, your children, who they are in their heart and in their soul. 
These are the places that cannot be seen with the naked eye. Two questions, and I'm done. Who is influencing our children's thoughts? What are you teaching them? We get crazy. I know, I know how it is to be a parent and you're glad that your children are grown. Because I know what I instilled in mine. It's like, okay, some stuff going to require you busting your head to the white meat. But sometimes, even in, in their adulthood, you got to go by. They want to know you care and reiterate the plan. Okay, what, what are you sensing? What are you knowing? Okay, I understand where we are now. What's the plan to move forward? We got, and if we get a plan, you got to execute it, even in, as an adult. We're talking about leaving a, a, a lasting legacy. Legacy is something that you leave to somebody. I, I, my neighbor, well, I better not say that. But I know somebody that was left the house, the car, and all the insurance policies. Didn't leave father nothing. And one day I came home and I watched all what his mom had left him being put outside on the side of the road. And I tried to contact him, I couldn't. He didn't answer. Tried to contact his dad, nobody answered. The car she had just bought six months prior, sitting on the carport, tow up, left. The house that she um, paid for, she was in the neighborhood before I got there. The insur all the insurance money. Everything she worked for and neighbors start going over and getting the stuff because it was sprinkling. Imagine the constable was there and they were getting what she had worked for and left. Leaving the stuff without the mind is just as dangerous as leaving nothing. And the mind that we want is how to build on what's left. That's God. Here, God, take this. It ain't, it ain't, you ain't, we ain't talking about you bringing it down here and giving it to me. That's why I work. What I'm saying is you take it and you're able to stretch, turn it, turn it into something and then teach your children, your children's children, how to do the same thing. Am I making sense? So when you're giving it to God, what you're saying is, I need your mind on how to multiply this. I need your mind how to bring addition to it. This ain't going to be no 30-second show. This ain't going to be no 30-second. Never seen a friend over. When mom died, all I saw were elbows hanging out all four windows. Okay, where they come from? No fair-weather friends. Everybody ride. Like, I ain't never seen you with no... Oh, they come around here to spin it up. And then once it's gone, they find the next one. So what are y'all thinking? 
If you want me to pray with you, I will. But I have to admit, I'm not your status quo preacher. My prayer comes with instructions. It don't come with a lot of touching and trying to lay you out. I want you to understand. Now y'all scared to come. Don't be scared. Pastor Pray, thank God. Got nothing for you. I ain't got nothing to put on you. Nothing but some love, some encouragement, something to push you forward. 